0: Level The Pursuit is a podcast for people ready to make the most of every opportunity. In the race to success, we're not all starting from the same place. Level The Pursuit seeks to fill in the gaps and provide accessible, bite-sized leadership lessons for anyone looking to improve their skills and prepare for the next step, whatever that might be. Last week, we talked about getting a mentor, or maybe two or three. Having people in our lives that can guide us and provide insight from their experiences Isn't a requirement to get ahead, but it certainly makes it easier to navigate uncharted waters as we move forward. Mentors can be short-term or long-term, and they can be structured or informal. But we should all have people we can ask for advice when we're having a rough time. Did you reach out to a mentor this week? If you did, I hope it went great. If not, start thinking about who you know that you could add to your bank of knowledge. The more perspectives we have, the less likely we are to get caught in a blind spot. This week, we're gonna talk about professional development. Professional development is important in every single field. In every field, you're either getting better or you're getting worse, and so it's up to you to find a way to make yourself better each and every day. Over the next week, take a look at your goals and figure out where your professional development fits. Many aspects of our continuing education are cumulative, so you wanna have a plan to make sure you don't miss out on your window to get stronger, faster, and better. So what is professional development? Professional development is the process of maintaining and increasing your knowledge in order to support your professional credibility and competence. And almost every industry has something like this, has something required to get and maintain their certifications, their licensure, or just credibility within the industry. So why is that important? Well, as a leader, having a growth mindset and a commitment to learning is imperative. That's how you grow as a person and as a leader. Most professional skills require some type of continuing education, not only to maintain your credentials, but as industries change, technology advances, and the expectations of our colleagues, our supervisors, and our clients involved, it's really important that we continue to know what is actually going on in our fields. If technology continues to change and you don't know, you can not only be left behind, but you can also be doing the wrong thing, and that's no good for anybody. But I think it's more than that, which is why it's really important that we have a plan. We've talked about mapping our goals and creating a timeline, and this is another factor in that equation. In many fields, additional classes, certifications, or degrees may actually be required to ascend to the next level. But even if they aren't, as we grow, we need more knowledge and perspective to allow our vision to grow to the next strategic level. Besides the benefits of being up-to-date in your industry and maintaining your credentials to work in your field, consistent professional development can increase your confidence and your job satisfaction. It can also prepare you for unexpected changes like being promoted or even laid off. And it can increase the trust that your coworkers and your customers have in the work that you do. It's a win all around. So what are the components of professional development? Because people really talk about in your field, the actual classes to be better at your job. And I agree with that, but I actually think there are three main components to professional development. The first is subject matter expertise, which is what we're talking about in general. And if you have, anytime there's PD in your industry, a lot of time that's what they're talking about. But I also think you need to incorporate leadership development, specifically focused on being a better leader, a better manager of people, a better coach, a better just obtaining a better understanding of how the people around you function. And then I think there's a personal growth component. And that may have things to do with your subject matter and your leadership, but it may not because as people, we are not, you know, unilateral. We are not single faceted. There's so much to us. And so it's not even two sides of the coin. Um, I had a student recently who said it's not two sides of the coin. It's more like a die because there's so many facets and I love that. It was a great way of looking at it. So I think you need to look at all of those pieces in order to continue to grow as a person. So personal growth could be doing these classes and doing things in your industry. But it could also be, you know, learning a foreign language, taking a dance class, doing all those other things we've talked about that change the way you look at the world, change the way you think. So I think that's really important as well. So what are some ways that you can do this? What is professional development? How is it manifested in most industries? Well, the number one way is through Classes in your industry or professional conferences or meetings, and so those can be local, they can be national, they can be international. And a lot of people from the industry will come together, and they will have lots of courses and technology. And a lot of times, depending on your industry, they'll have vendors showing all of the new products. You know, for ortho, it's they're huge things, and you know, thousands of people will come, and they'll show all of the new all of the new toys and implants and all this kind of thing. And it's a great opportunity to go and see a lot of stuff at one place. If you can go to those, they're wonderful. But there are also standalone programs, and these can be within your industry, like working on a particular skill set or learning about a new technology, or they can be professional development from the leadership standpoint. There are a lot of universities that now have leadership or diversity inclusion certificates or implicit bias trainings, other ways to work on how you lead your people. And then there are degree seeking programs. So. In many industries, you actually require additional degrees to uh, continue to rise. So to get from mid-level management to upper-level management, you may require a master's degree or an additional certification. So you can get involved in some of those programs uh, in order to expand your opportunity, but also to increase your understanding in your industry. For me personally, uh, I got an MBA because not because I wanted to be an an MBA. I didn't want to go be in business. And honestly, it doesn't really help me be a doctor, but it does help me understand the finances and the business of medicine. And so I wanted to get that understanding in order to continue to rise and impre- appreciate things at a more strategic level. So you can look at different ways in your industry to do that. Another way you can do it is through working in joint projects with people from other fields. You know, in the military, obviously, we can do this through actual joint working with the, the other services, but you can also do it with civilian industries. And in civilian built jobs, you can do that working with people from another department, from another company, uh, working on combined projects where you're putting together a lot of different skill sets and a lot of different, even different goals and trying to meld them together. That gives you a lot of Increased understanding of how people think, and it improves your ability to work on a team. And then another thing you can do is apply for a career broadening assignment, which is usually leaving your actual industry and going and doing stuff in another industry where you're not doing your primary skill set. So right now I'm teaching. I am not practicing orthopedic surgery full time. I'm, I'm teaching leadership, so completely different, but it's an opportunity to look at, to expand my aperture and my problem solving skills and give give me a new set of skills, but it also gives you perspective on your own field. And so you can start to weigh the pros and cons of your field and how you practice within it. So a career broadening assignment is really awesome if you have the opportunity to do that. Now, there obviously are trade-offs when you do that. So not operating full-time means I have to work a lot harder to keep my skills, but that was something that was worth it to me in order to achieve this additional perspective. So what are some limitations to doing those types of things? Well, the number one is time. You know, obviously if you're busy, you're raising a family, you're in school, you've got a job, you're taking care of things, you don't have a lot of spare time. So me telling you that you need to take a leadership class and get a master's degree is not particularly helpful, right? Well, at the end of the day, and this isn't particularly helpful, I realize this as well, you have to prioritize what your actual goal is. So if you want to get ahead, And if getting that degree or getting that certificate is required, then at some point you're going to have to prioritize getting it. It's up to you if and when you do that, but you need to know that that is an issue. There's not a lot of time. I mean, that's the one commodity that we all are short of. So you have to decide what your priorities are. And and that's part of the reason that we talk about creating a long-term plan, because maybe it's not the right time now, but maybe there will be a better time. So you can figure that out and get an idea so that if you need to surge, you're prepared for that. Another thing is resources. You know, professional conferences and meetings are in another city. It means airfare and a hotel and just, you know, eating out for four or five days and all of those things. And and that's not feasible for everybody. Some of the places, you know, you can't take off from work for that long. There's a lot to that. So if you don't have the resources to travel or to stay in a hotel or to pay, and many of them, the fees just to go to the conference are ridiculous, so that can be really, really prohibitive for a lot of people, so uh, it's something to keep in mind. Now, if there's one that's really important to you, it might be worthwhile to splurge on that or to save up for it, but if it's not, you need to be judicious with how you use the resources that you do have. Another is opportunity. You know, some of these things, again, depending on your job situation, your family situation, you just there just may not be a time that you can do it. Or the windows for application might have passed. There are a lot of things to that. You just might not have access to to the ability to go to this place or do, do these things. So that can be really difficult for a lot of people. And then the final thing is interest. If you just don't want to, well, then you're probably not going to. You know, it, it, at the end of the day, people can tell you you need to do something all day long. But if you don't want to do it, it's going to be pretty hard to make you do it. You have to find that reason that, that is bigger than your actual interest in the situation. So, that's especially true for when we talk about the leadership and the and the personal development part. You have to have that stuff that you're actually really interested in. You know, I recently taught a course and some of the students were, were not particularly interested in what we were teaching and so I'm sure they got something out of it, but I didn't feel like they got a whole lot out of it. And certainly as an instructor, it was hard for me to stay focused because it's hard to teach people that are not interested in learning, uh, whatever it is, you know, and for whatever reason, but I don't know what's going on in their lives. I don't know what, what other struggles they're dealing with. So that's a challenge. And ideally we would always only study things that we're actually interested in doing, but life isn't always like that. So you need to spend some time thinking about what that what that is for you, and what your ultimate goal is, and how this fits in. And if it does fit in, and it's important, then usually you can find that interest somewhere. So what are some ways around that stuff then? Well, to start off with, you can create your own. You can create your own opportunities, your own educational program. There are a ton of videos on YouTube on just about anything. And industry websites usually have... Information about everything that's going on the most up-to-the-minute stuff in ortho. I can go to Manufacturers websites and I can see the newest implants how they're used in technique videos their technique manuals that show all of the literature around their complications Everything is in one place. The information is out there. The internet gives us so many opportunities to see so many things So you can really if you want to do it just put one of the things I've done since again since I'm not practicing full-time right now is I have just on my schedule, I want to spend three times I want to study orthopedics each week. So, whether that's watching a video about a surgical technique, it's reading a, a chapter in one of my books, it's reading an article in one of the journals, whatever it is, three times a week I, I stop and spend some time studying orthopedics because it's important to me. So, you can figure out what that is. Um, you can subscribe to a journal or you know, a lot of them are online, which is usually the, the cost is much less. Or you can get a book and just work your way through it periodically. And this goes for the personal and leadership development as well. Pick a book that matters to you and just set a goal, whether it's 10 pages a week or 50 pages a week, or you want to read a book a month, or you want to be, read a book a year. There's no wrong way to do it, but set a goal for yourself and then continue to work through it. The next way is to use your personal connections and networking. So you can do this in an informal fashion, just meeting with people and talking about various topics in your, in your field. Or you can set up an actual book club or a journal club and meet together and talk about things. So even with your peers or your mentors, this isn't just you know, shooting the breeze with people who happen to be in your industry. This is taking some time to actually talk about something that is work-related and talk about the pros and cons, what you would do. And it's not even from a leadership standpoint, although that can absolutely come into it. But talking about the technical aspects of it, and then you can bring in the leadership aspects, and that's a twofer. That's amazing. But if you're not a big book club or journal club person, that's okay. First of all, audiobooks are awesome. So if you're not a big reader, you know, get involved with Audible or, or the audiobook, purveyor of your choice and and get that because that's freaking awesome. But there are tons of journal clubs online. A lot of Facebook groups have associated journal clubs. There's tons of stuff. So you can pick a book and, and go after it and you can learn a ton of stuff. So having someone to discuss this stuff with is so much more fulfilling than doing it on your own. And you just get to see so much more perspective. Just talking it out loud you learn your own thoughts better. So this is a great opportunity to grow and to interact with other people who also share your interests. So this is a networking opportunity as well. Another thing you can do in order to improve your own knowledge is actually volunteer to teach it to someone else. So whether this is mentoring young people in your field or just volunteering to help the new guy at work, whatever that is, it is much harder to teach something if you don't understand it well. So if you want to really learn something, then try to teach it to someone who doesn't know what they're doing because you will learn all of the holes in your knowledge. So if you want to get better, teach it to someone. And that is just an amazing opportunity. And honestly, the less experienced they are, the better you have to be. You have to be able to understand things in a way that anyone can do it. And then you slowly add in those additional details. So the better you are at that, the simpler you can make it, the more you will understand the concepts and the more you can grow from that. And then the final thing you can do is use your own experiences. So you can look back at your own experiences and this can be from a technical standpoint. I do this when I would look back on surgeries and kind of dissect how I went through each aspect of the surgery from from my consent and my HMP all the way through my positioning, through the actual surgical execution, the bandages at the end and how I took care of the post-op care. I can look through each one and I can learn from a technical standpoint. But then I can step back from that again and think about my interactions with my team and my interactions with the physical therapy team and all of those things. And so I can learn from a professional standpoint, a a leadership standpoint as well. So there's a lot to it. Even if you don't have the opportunity to have a formal course in those things, you can still find ways to do this. Another thing you can do along those lines, though, is ask for feedback. Ask people in your field, hey, I did this, and we do this a ton in in surgery, but I know that they do it in a lot of other fields. Hey, I had this issue. This is what I did. This is how it turned out. I'm pretty happy with it, but I'm wondering, do you see something I don't that I could have done better? I could have been more efficient. Maybe I'm not as happy with my outcome, so what could I have done to avert the outcome that I'm not happy with. There's a lot of ways to look at your own experiences and get better from them. And then as we talk about personal growth, as I said, there's a lot to this. So this could be in your industry. If all you ever want to do is be an electrical engineer and everything about being an electrical engineer is perfect to you, and so you want to do all of your development in that realm, that is awesome. But if you also want to be a great mom and a great aunt and a soccer coach and all those other things, you may want to spend some time learning about being better in those other areas of your life. So how you look at your life and your priorities is totally up to you. There's no wrong way to do that. But what I'm suggesting is in addition to learning to be a better leader and learning to be a better subject matter expert in your field, that you actually spend some time thinking about what aspects of your life you want to get better to be a better person, to be a whole person, to look back on your life and think, wow, I'm really glad that I spent my time doing this. So you don't look back and say, wow, I wish I had been at more basketball games. I wish that I had spent more time, you know, hiking in the woods, whatever that is, there's no wrong way. But Living your life in the fullest way you can and not getting focused on just one aspect is really important, especially in your your, relationships with your family and friends. So I'm just suggesting to you that as you look at your professional development, as you look at your ambition and all of the great things you're going to do to be successful, you also look at what's important to you for your family and your personal growth and your personal development, and you schedule that time in as well. So that's all well and good, but practically speaking, how do you actually do this? To me, the easiest thing to do is to just get a piece of paper and put three headings for work development, leadership development, and personal development. And then underneath each of those headings, place any courses, books, videos, conferences, anything you want to do, degree programs, anything you want to do, put them under the headings where they belong. Include with them the dates, if it's a particular course or a particular meeting, the application fees or the cost to attend, however, whatever it is. Put your personal goals. If it's just a series of videos, you know, how much time do you want to spend each day, each week, each month on this? What's your goal and what's your timeline for completing it? Look at what your goal is for each area and then figure out where they fit together at the end of the day, you're going to have to balance all of these things with your commitments to your work and to your family and to yourself. So you need to create a timeline that makes sense to you. Now, if you want to get a master's degree, you want to take a leadership course, and you want to learn to merengue, trying to do all three of them at one time may not be a good fit for you. However, some people like to work in a flurry of activity they have a ton of energy and so they work better like that i personally will always try to cram 37 minutes of work into 12 minutes (laughs) if it can be done in a weekend i'm gonna do it in a weekend so i like to work like that i tend to overextend which is not a good thing in many cases but i tend to try to cram as much as i can in one time i don't like drawing things out as much other people work way better by having a little bit of a time at a time over a long period of time if that's how you work that's wonderful Either way, you have to have an idea of what anything you want to do is going to cost you in terms of resources, in terms of commitment to your family, and in terms of your energy and the commitment to yourself and your job. So you need to balance all of that stuff, and once you have that written down in black and white, then superimpose it onto your calendar so you can figure out how this works. After putting it all together, you may find that some of these things are just not possible for you, and that's totally fine. But if you're organized, your chances of getting stuff done go up a lot. So see what you can do to make it work. But also remember as you do this, this is for you. It is awesome to take into account all of the people you love and what they need. But at the end of the day, you're the one that's gonna do all this stuff. So you're the one that needs to be happy with it. You know, me personally, if I had my way, I would <laughs> I would I would sit on a beach and drink coffee and write fiction all day. That would <laughs> that's heaven to me. So I do my best to, to write when I can. It is hard. It is hard. There are not enough hours in the day. I'm still campaigning for the 30-hour day. But I do try to write when I can. I'm excited for November, for National Now Writers Month. And uh, I'm going to try again for like the ninth time and to hit my 50,000 words. Because it's important to me. It's not something that I get to do every day. It's not even something I do every month, to be honest. But... That's part of my professional growth, but my personal growth, it's who I want to be in addition to being a great surgeon and a great leader and all of these things that I wanna be great at and I'm gonna continue to keep trying to be great at. This is one too, and this one's just for me, but it's important, so I continue to put it in there. So this week, give some thoughts to your own professional development. If you're not credentialed in your field yet, it's no big deal but it's still worthwhile to get an idea of when your milestones will be. And you can also focus on finishing your education or incorporating your next degree certification or skill that you wanna get. And maybe it is learning a language that you can travel to Ecuador with your new degree. Whatever it is, lay it all out, superimpose it on the goals you've already set, and then figure out where all this fits in. If you have a plan, it is way easier to prepare for your high stress times. And the more prepared you are, the more likely you are to see it through. So that's been our discussion of professional development on Level the Pursuit. If the discussion of how to plan your comprehensive growth made sense, please give it a like, subscribe, or share. If not, drop me a note of what I could do better. Next week, we're going to talk about professionalism during COVID. What are the rules? How can you be successful? And how can you stay safe? We'll talk about ways to get ahead and things to look out for. Don't forget to incorporate your professional development plan into your long-term goals, and then head over to www.levelthepursuit.com to share the great things you're going to accomplish. I can't wait to learn from your thoughts. Thanks again for joining Level the Pursuit. While we can't choose where we start, we can choose our dreams and how we pursue them. Remember, success is a team sport, and there's room for all of us to achieve our goals. So be a good leader, be a good follower, and do something great.